Before he fell off, Chance the Rapper once famously said, We back and we back and we back with the third episode of the Life IQ podcast. It's a third conversation under the question, passion, purpose, or paycheck. Our first two really dope conversations, we focused a lot on purpose. So for this third episode, we're going to be talking a lot more about following your passions and what role paychecks play uh, in the bigger picture under the three P's. So I reached out to one of my homeboys uh, who also works in sales. He works in tech. Uh, and we had a really great conversation about all that. Full disclosure, we get off topic a little bit, but the conversation is so real, so transparent, so vulnerable that I hope you enjoy it. I hope you've learned something. And with that being said, let's get into it. All right, we're back. Uh, and the last the last two conversations we, we've had really revolved around the idea of purpose, defining our purpose, um, and how we kind of you know project that into our lives. Um, and I really wanted to talk a little bit differently uh, about paychecks. And uh, for me, right now in my role, I work in a, in a sales role and sales roles traditionally, they're incentivized, your, your good performance incentivized through a commission or an extra paycheck. Uh, and I was thinking back who I could bring on. Um, and I've kind of mentioned my first role a little bit uh, when I worked coming out of school. Um, and this is one of my boys from that company. Um, I remember meeting him the very first day that I, I walked into that company and he asked me if I was ready to work. I said, yeah, let's get it. We ended up being on the same team. And then we were kind of a package deal uh, in the startup space in Toronto. So when we left that first company, we went to the second one together, grinded there for a bit, uh, and then we went our separate ways. Um, and this guy is just, uh, just full of wisdom. He's uh, the, one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. I'm so hyped for this conversation. Welcome in Michael Blumel to the Life IQ podcast. Blue, what's up? How you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. I don't know if I'm uh, I'm filled of wisdom, but I'm definitely filled with some good stories to tell for today. <laughs> for sure, man. I'm, I'm really excited to chat. So how's life? Like, how's everything going with you? Life's good, man. Life is good. Um, that's a question I think uh, my answer changes on like almost a weekly and daily basis as, uh, you know, it's been a crazy year and uh, kind of ebbs and flows with trying to stay positive but right now you're catching me at a good time no complaints weather's getting warmer stuff's starting to open up i'm, I'm feeling lighter i'm feeling good I'm, I'm excited for the summertime that's dope man and and obviously we were we were in the city together for a bit you actually went back home to to kitchener waterloo so are you still chilling chilling out there with with the dukes yeah i'm with the uh with the roommates the dukes um <laughs> when when COVID hit last year i was in between places and in between jobs but i'm sure we'll get into that um and mm -hmm. when COVID hit it kind of like i was in toronto and it looked like i am legend out there it was mad scary like i didn't like it just first hit didn't know what was going on so i was like i'm not trying to pay toronto rent when everything shut down so thought i'd move back with the rents kind of yeah. help them out back here just because they're older trying to help wherever i can but yeah, can't complain. Cambridge is uh, Cambridge is not bad. I like the space. It's nice having space during a time like this. Nah, I feel you, man. All I can hear there is that you're just you're just stacking it up right now, because you know, living in the city, you know, obviously depending where you are, the rent is kind of steep. But it sounds like you're just you're just saving bare cash, and whenever you get back to the city, we're going out. That's pretty much the summary of that that's, that story. That's what you're hearing from that, eh? <laughs> For sure, man. Uh, so for those listening right now, Mike actually is a podcaster himself. Uh, he works on the New Wave 
podcast. So if you don't mind just giving us like a brief synopsis of what that is and also kind of talk about what you guys are doing right now, because I think it was like end of January, you put out a post saying that you're doing one episode every week for the rest of 2021. So tell us about the podcast and tell us how that project's been going so far. Yeah. Um, so it's first off, it's it's interesting to be on the other side of this conversation. Usually I'm just the one uh, asking questions and I let the other person be the star. So it's uh, a bit different being on this end. But yeah, the New Wave podcast, that's something um, me and my friends started back in 2018 in my fourth year of school. Um, two friends from Queen's University. And basically, I'm trying to think how it even came to like why we started it but i uh a little background myself like uh, i come from a family of entrepreneurs i'm from waterloo i've been exposed kind of to the tech entrepreneurship space my whole life and um from that i've always just loved hearing people's stories of how they build things so i mean good examples of npr is how i built this that's one thing i love listening to um i love reading books on how people started different companies and uh, i had a bunch of free time in my fourth year um the uh, so I was just like, let's start a podcast. We literally just put a phone down in between us and started, um, we just hit record and started talking. And basically the point of the podcast is it's called the new wave and it's about, um, it's kind of corny. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I can explain it as much uh, as well as I could before, but it's, uh, it's all about jumping in the pool, jumping in the water, making your own splash and kind of making your own wave in life, whatever, whatever that might be. So um, starting your own business, being a pro athlete, being a musician, you know, finding something that you're passionate about and going all in on it. I'm really curious to hear about what makes people move, uh, what makes people do different things. And um, just listening to that passion, like if you can get people to speak about that, it's a very easy conversation because there's a lot of energy coming from there. And so we just interview people from all different walks of life, backgrounds on what they're doing and why they're passionate about it. Well, that's dope, man. Um, I think that even fits in really well with what we're going to be talking about today. Like the governing question of, of this conversation is passion, purpose or paychecks. But what I want to know before I ask you that question yourself is from the different conversations that you're having on the new wave, is there one that you find is more of a common answer? Um, I assume obviously you've had probably hundreds of these conversations by now. Um, but is there one that you say like, you know, most people that I talk to are driven by passion or they're driven by purpose? The one thing I'm curious about, I was going to ask you, like passion and, and purpose, you think those are two separate things? Yeah, like, you know, for me, it's it's kind of this this journey that I'm going on. I don't really think I've been able to define them as as easily as I can ask the question. Obviously, with paychecks, like that's something that you can just kind of put to the side and say this is its own category. But when I think about passion, I think about something, it's like an emotional it's like an emotional drive that can't really be extinguished by highs or lows. So regardless of if it's a good day or it's a bad day, like this is something that every single day I'm going to wake up and I feel a connection to do. And I feel like this drive to do, whereas purpose, I think um, oftentimes um, can be rooted for some people in faith. Like I'm someone like I'm, I'm a person of faith. So oftentimes I'm, I'm thinking about purpose is like, what do I think God wants me to do? Um, but also it could just be like, um, where do I feel like I get the most fulfillment? Like, where do I feel like this is something that I do that makes me feel like I'm, I'm in the right place at the right time. So that's how I would kind of like define or separate passion and purpose. One can be more of like an emotional connection 
and work one can be more of like the feeling of fulfillment you know when you when you do that specific career or task or you know whatever the case may be um yeah so with that definition in mind i think all the guests i've had on i've probably had people come from all different um uh all different things in terms of like some people are just super passionate some people felt um they were driven by a purpose just because um you know whatever product or service they're offering they really think it adds value to mm -hmm. the community and there there's there's a need for that out there while some people are just it's pure passion i love doing this i don't care how well it's going to go like i'm just going to try this out and like you said it's based on that emotion and then there's some people that are just paycheck like i had a guy who starting his own pests uh or started his own pest control company um he's done over like 10 million in sales and i was like hey like do you love like do you love this do you love killing pests rodents all that he's like man like honestly i don't really i don't i don't care i just want to build something here i'm passionate about building a business and uh growing something so right. that one was just like i guess the purpose there is he wanted to learn the skills and build a business he wasn't necessarily passionate about it and at the end of the day the paycheck's pretty big when it comes to that so it's a combination of all three right. it's really dependent on the person um i also had like a guy who was trying to run an iron man on every single continent and that's just that's just straight passion because wow. first of all you're insane for trying to do that so you, you, there's got to be some burning passion behind uh behind the scenes there where you're you're not going to fail you're going to go through all the ebbs and flows and be able to um push through those tough times but it's a combination of all three for my long-winded answer there <laughs> yeah no and and for the iron man piece that's a plug to check out uh, the new wave podcast listen to what this dude who's running these Ironmans has to say. I never understood people who go on long runs. Um, for me, I'm, I'm a very like sprint to the finish line in 10 seconds type of guy. Uh, but some people can run for hours and, you know, kudos to them and respect to them. Uh, so for yourself, you know, Blue, you kind of talked about these guests that you've had on the podcast. But for yourself, where would you say you kind of lie right now between between the three? Yeah, before I answer that, for you to speak about running. So running something I never liked my whole life, and I got into it last year because of the pandemic. And it was literally just because gyms were closed. Couldn't, like, you can work out at home. It's not the greatest. So I was like, I'm just going to start running. And if you're questioning why people run, there's there's a ton of reasons there. I find it's a great way to obviously get active, mm. um, really think through things. You're just out there running. It's just your, you know, your two feet going up and down, and you have a lot of time to think. But it's... I like to do it because it's it's all mental, man. Like, uh, mm. this is coming off the back, so like, listen to David Goggins and all that. Like, running's not fun, and your brain immediately says, "Let's stop. What are we doing? What are we doing?" Yeah. To be able to push through that mental barrier is insane. And I want to bring that up because I kind of want to brag about uh, completing David Goggins <laughs> four by four by forty eight challenge last week. Oh, that you did shit that. was. Oh, I did it. Pure mental, That's man. Crazy. Like, every, after every run. You're just so anxious. You're like, I got to run in three hours. I still got to stretch. I got to eat. Like, but yeah. when you get out there and you're running, you notice it's strictly mental because your your body has so much more capacity for pain than we want to even get to that point. So once you push past that mental barrier, um, it's really incredible to see what you can do. Um, yeah. And you can apply that to all walks of life. So that's why I like running. Bro, that's crazy. That's For, for those who don't know, the 4x4x48, um, is running four miles every four hours for 48 hours. 
Um, I saw a couple people on Instagram do. It. I didn't know that you were doing it too, bro. That's your respect. That's insane. Yeah, and uh, with daylight savings, it was actually in 47 hours. Not a big deal, but oh, you're, um, oh, you're soft. <laughs> Never mind, bro. I take back my congratulations, but you didn't do the full. Thing. Wait, what are you saying? That's 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 not soft, bro. That's oh, one less hour what? to rest. Oh, oh, never mind. All right, bro. Respect. Come, respect. Yo, relax, bro. <laughs> this guy's trying to call me out because of one less hour. Respect. Um, respect. So, what was your? Where am I on? Uh, what was the queue again? Sorry, I just have to bring up running. It's pretty. I love running. Yeah, no, I feel you. Uh, the queue was um, passion, purpose, or paychecks. Current day, where would you say you kind of lie? And it could be all three. I just kind of want to get your mindset around it. Yeah, I don't even know how to answer that. Like in my life, where am I at with all that? Yeah, we got a little off topic, but coming up. Mike tries to give an answer to the question of the three P's. Stay tuned. Yeah, this is a great question. It's a, it's a tough one to answer, but I know I, I'm confident in saying that in terms of the hierarchy there, if there was one, I would put uh, paychecks at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I don't think money is the most important thing, and I know that might be cheesy, but like... Um, I think money will come when you find your passion and purpose. And that's, that's what I'm, that's where I'm kind of at with all of this. I'm trying to find, take whatever I'm passionate about and then find purpose within that. So mm-hmm. uh, where I'm at currently, I work at ClearBank. ClearBank is a um, finance company. We, we give money to e-commerce businesses. So to tie that in with passion, I studied finance in school. It's a startup. We're helping other people who are entrepreneurs. These are the type of people I've grown up around and really aspire to be and love listening to. So, I mean, I took my passion of both finance and speaking to these type of people. And I was like, what's available out there for a job and and, and where can I fit in? And I was able to get in a sales position here. So I, um, that's kind of where the passion comes in. But when it comes to purpose, purpose, I don't know. I mean, I'm helping people build their companies through financing them with capital. I mean, like that's, uh, that's pretty important in the world to like financing is such a big part of the world. You need financing to get businesses up and running. So if I can be a part of someone's journey, then uh, there's some purpose I get from that. And then paycheck, like I said, money will come um, as long as I keep following my passions. Yeah. First of all, I think that's a, a really good answer and the thing that i resonated with was when you said finding purpose within the thing that you're passionate about um and i think that in terms of just applying that to life and the workplace especially being super young um where oftentimes personally i get ahead of myself and thinking about those things i'm like oh, okay i might be enjoying my role right now but is this something i can see myself doing for 20 years. And oftentimes that might not be the most fair way to think about life. Um, Maybe the better way to think about it is in my current position, like how can I find purpose within what I'm doing? Um, And and for you, like you're saying, that's helping other people build their businesses, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you have to be doing or see yourself doing for 10 plus years. So I think that's a, a really good point. The other thing that I wanted to hit on is as salespeople, Obviously, the amount that we make is variable based on our performance. So my question to you is, is there a point in time where paychecks become more important to you? 
um, just like as a reflection of how good you are at your job or, you know, get, making enough money when you're not living with your parents to pay rent or do other things or just have a good enough quality of life. Or for you, is it just like none of that stuff really matters? I'm just like trying to find my purpose within my passion. Well, I think I put paychecks at the bottom of that hierarchy just because I studied finance and me and you also work within financial planning straight out of school. Mm -hmm. And I think learning personal finance has done so many wonders for myself because I'm never worried about money. We've been on, you know, the lower end of the pay scale with our first company, which is way lower end living in Toronto. Right. And I was never stressed about money because I understood it. I knew how much I had and I knew how much I could spend. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not one to be very motivated by materialistic things. So I was never spending, like I didn't need a lot of money to be happy because I, I found other ways to be happy. So like the paycheck, that's why it was never really that much of a, a big deal because I just understood money and I knew what I had and what I could do with it. It's funny that I say that because I'm not motivated by money, but I work in a role that's solely based on my performance equals more money. That doesn't mean I'm not trying to hit my targets, hit my goals. I mean, whatever I'm working at, I'm a very goal-oriented person, so I set these high standards for myself, but I'm just trying to hit it just to show that you know I can do my job at a high level. That means I'm uh, learning certain skills that you get within a sales role because you can't you can't hit your number without doing the good things a salesperson does. So mm-hmm. I kind of use I use that goal of I obviously want to contribute to the team. Like there's a whole bunch of other things that go beyond just the money there. So I mean. I just don't want to fail. I want to hit my targets. I want to prove that I can do something very challenging. So that kind of motivates me. And uh, on a monthly basis, you know, those targets go up and it's just more ways for you to push yourself and learn more. So I agree with you. Um, I think sometimes, though, it's hard to not be motivated um, by a paycheck for me personally, um, because, you know, like, okay, if this, you know, massive whale comes through, this might be how much I walk away with. Um, and you just want to feel validated in terms of how much work you're putting in. Um, but I don't think it's, it's ever been like the ultimate driver or the be all end all for me. But I did see a tweet the other day that I wanted to talk to you about that said, I'm extremely passionate about not being broke. Um, and that kind of got me thinking because obviously no one walks around being like, yo, I'm, I'm cool with being broke. I'm cool with not having enough. Um, and it resonated because, you know, obviously we're, we're having this, this conversation between passion, purpose or paychecks. And I was like, that tweet flips it on his head by saying, like, I'm passionate basically about my paychecks. So I wanted to get like what you think about that. Is that you know is that valid? Like, is that something you've ever thought about before? Um I'll tie it back to the answer before. Just because my understanding of money, I'm not gonna let myself go broke. For us, it's almost easier to say that we don't need a lot of money because we don't have a lot of responsibilities. I keep my lifestyle very simple, so I don't have a lot of expenses. But let's say if I had a mortgage, two kids, Mm. a wife I got to keep happy, man, like that costs money. And that's where you got to be motivated by the paycheck because you have these expenses. If you stop working, like you can really get screwed. So I try and avoid even situations like that by keeping my lifestyle very simple. And that's why the paychecks don't Mm. matter too much. But I'm passionate about not going broke. I don't know how much I resonate with that statement because I've thought about it. Like if I found something I love and I want to start a company and if I went all in and lost all my money, if that was something I'm passionate about, I think I'm willing to go broke for it. And I think that once again, the money will come Mm -hmm. if you keep trying. There's the tons of like me loving listening to entrepreneurs. These guys, 
are so the biggest risk takers. They they go broke. They put everything on the line, and they do it because they're driven by both passion and purpose. And paycheck is not there. Maybe for some of them down the line, you'll get to the paycheck. Like I said, money will come, but that passion and purpose, I think, sits mm. way higher and closer to my heart. So. If I go broke chasing my dreams, that's fine. I can bounce back. I know I can. That passion and purpose will bring me back to try get back on my feet and restart. Obviously, I'm not trying to go broke, though. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. That's a good answer. And and um, I think hitting on on you said the fact of right now, you know, we don't really have as many risks, and it's something that we talked about in some of the previous conversations. But you know, some people, it's like. You know, you might have kids to take care of, or a partner, or maybe like even your parents as they grow older. And in those situations, I think it's important to recognize that some people might not be as fortunate in terms of just the risk tolerance at the time.、Uh, you might have dependence a lot earlier than you plan, and then you have to be motivated by that money because you're not only working for yourself, but you're working for others. Coming up next is the celebration of life segment. And all I gotta say is, if you're a Pisces or an Aries, you wanna keep listening. Stay tuned. So we just have the floor to to give a shout out to anyone that's impacted your journey. You know, maybe someone that comes to mind when you're thinking about the question that we've talked about so far, or just like a random random shout out to a homie、uh, that you wanna show love to. I don't even know. So I saw this question on the itinerary, and I, I'm trying to think who who could I put in here. And honestly, I think my answer might be. So with COVID last year, what's still going on? I mean, everyone had their highs and lows, and in one of my periods of my lowest parts, man, I was、uh, I discovered James Altucher, and now I'm obsessed with the guy. But I don't even like. I'm trying to think of my origin story with him because it it, it truly impacted my life in such a way that I was able to get out of this rut,、um, not get fired from my job. I was pretty close to that, and just have a positive outlook on life. So a little background: James Altucher, he's a, a finance guy, venture capitalist. Like he's written a bunch of books, and over his like 30-year career, he's gone. He's made millions of dollars and gone broke like five times. So like ten million down to zero, twenty、wow. million down to zero. So you can imagine those ebbs and flows, like how bad he must feel at the worst of his times. So I read his article about how he started to turn it around, and like he th- has this thing where he just focuses on the four bodies, which is like、uh, emotional, spiritual, physical. Mental, I don't Mental? know, something along those lines. But like, he's like, if you take care of those four, you're gonna put yourself in a position to succeed. You're you're taking care of all the、uh, like kind of souls of your life, and things will start to look up and 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 help you out. So、uh, the physical, I feel like at that time I probably wasn't working out or wasn't running as much. So I made sure that I always had that in every day.、Um, the the spiritual. That one I'm always confused about how to how how he described that one, but I think like I took、uh, I really got into meditation last year, so taking the time to、mm-hmm. slow down, live in the present moment, and not live in this anxiety、um, ridden world where I'm all, always thinking about the future and like at the time like the news is going crazy, like there's a tons tons of anxiety、yeah. to have, but it's 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 real, but it's like it's not always real. You don't always have to think about the future; you got to think about the present. So I learned to slow down. I think the、uh, 
emotional part was your relationships. I really dug down or doubled down into, you know, speak uh, bonding with my family, my brother, my friends and all that. And I found that through having uh, conversations with people I care about, I was uplifted once again and being with my family. So physical, uh, the meditation, speaking with my friends. And there's one more. Oh, the creative side. So I started journaling. Um, I've never journaled before. And I found that that was pretty beneficial to see consistent patterns in in my life and what was going well, what wasn't. And seeing, um, even though a week might have seemed like it sucked, I can see from Monday to Friday, I actually made a lot of progress and that I've started to feel better. So um, I'd say James Altucher, he just gives the most transparent and honest look into how shitty life can get, but how, how quickly you can turn it around. And I found after I read his book that it was called Choose Yourself. It was just... Uh, man, I don't even know. This book just did so much for me. I recommend reading it, but he's uh, he's a really inspirational guy. And like, if you're ever feeling down, he's probably been more down than you. So uh, you can really turn it around by uh, listening to him and just focusing on those four bodies at all times. Wow, bro, that's dope. First of all, like super happy to hear that, you know, you were able to, first of all, find James Altucher, but also implement all those different things into your life. I'm very similar. I think for the first time in my life, uh, the first quarantine really made me focus on my own mental health and just putting practices into place to keep myself healthy. Um, so, you know, working out a little more, bit more often, but more importantly, things like meditation and journaling and being super self-reflective and understanding my feelings and emotions around when I was feeling anxious or when I was feeling stressed or uh, not feeling like emotionally safe and things like that. Um, I've never checked out James Altucher before, but I think based on just your shout out right now, I'm definitely going to give him a look and, and check out some of his stuff. Uh, my shout out, just the, just the overall celebration of life birthday shout out. I don't know about you, bro, but I have so many friends in the month of March. Um, who are celebrating birthdays. So I'm not sure what nine months back from March is, but obviously parents are getting up to no good. Um, nine months before. <laughs> um, but just a shout out to my older sister, uh, a few of my friends, uh, my roommate Sam also uh, celebrated his birthday just a couple of days ago. Um, and then a huge shout out to some one of the listeners all the way on the West Coast and celebrating a huge milestone birthday. Shout out to you and hope you're doing well. Uh, and overall, shout out to James Altucher for, for showing hey. love to our boy, Mike, um, and recommend everyone, like Mike said, check out some of his stuff. Uh, before we get into the, the next thing, I kind of want to talk a little bit about um, quarantine because it's been like the one year anniversary. I think it was like this past week. We've seen all these posts like a year ago today. This is going down. That was going down. What have you found, you know, besides what you just kind of mentioned before, has been the biggest change for you? Uh, during quarantine and you know it could be as simple as grow out your hair or whatever whatever you did but what has you what have you found has been the biggest change um i could probably ramble on about this one for a bit but a lot of it stemmed from that initial james altucher um interaction where i discovered him and it's i just found that with quarantine it gave you the time to slow down and when everything is stripped away from your life what are you left with and what do you actually love and kind of double down on that so most things were stripped away. What did I have? I had my friends and family. Um, I had my job and I, I just had to like, I had a lot of time to reflect on what I really want to make out of my life. And I think what I discovered is um, 
once I finished school and moved to Toronto, I lived a lot of my life on autopilot and just kind of day by day did went through the motions through a lot of things. And then when we had the time to slow down and think about it, I, I realized, holy hell, like a, a year and a half has passed by and there's a lot of things I didn't get done that I wanted to or that I was just a lot of bad habits that I had. So I think from quarantine, I was just able to really dig deep and and not find myself, but take so much time to reflect and just try and instill habits that are positive that when life does go back to normal to keep those up because um, I could see what happens with the autopilot life. It led me to the lowest of lows, really breaking down until I started, you know, um, putting that time and effort to making sure I'm living a life I wanted to. So I think besides growing out my hair, which was a huge accomplishment, um, <laughs> it was just taking the time to really double down on everything I wanted in my life and, and get all that stuff started. And so, yeah, just taking the, yeah, I'm just saying the same thing six <laughs> times. What about you? What is, what has quarantine done for you in this past year? Uh, I think for me, one, yeah, my hair's, my hair's really grown out. So I'm wearing this hat because things are looking rough under here. Um, number two, I've, I've learned to be okay with being by myself. Um, and I think like, Naturally, I'm a little bit of an introverted person, but I'm still extremely social and I like to be with my friends and I like to have fun and go out and things like that. Um, but when that's taken away, you're really left with, you know, like you said, your fa- your friends or family, but yourself um, and just being comfortable with being alone and not in a in a way where I'm feeling like lonely or isolated, but just like really understanding who I am, understanding my motivation for doing things Um how I feel about my role in my job, but also how I feel about my role in society. What are the things that are the most important to me? My faith, like all those different things um, were things that I really like rediscovered and explored during quarantine. And now that things are, you know, getting a little bit more open and, you know, we've had periods of time where things were open, we could see people. I've just, I've just been more sure of who I am and sure of myself. Um, And, also just able to deal with moments of stress and anxiety a little bit better. Whereas before I would kind of put things off. If I was like, this thing makes me feel stressful. I don't want to think about it. I'm going to push it off. Nowadays, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling anxious. or I'm feeling stressed about this thing. Why am I feeling that way? Thinking about it, writing it down, digging into it, attacking it, and not really letting it fester or build up. So that's like why I've actually been thankful for the quarantine. Obviously, like health, health, like concerns aside, because that's, things that you can't really get away from is just like hoping that all your friends and your, your family's healthy, but just the time alone uh, to reflect and, you know, get a little bit more in touch with myself has been a gift. Yeah. And I mean, with that point of like being alone and what I was talking about, when everything's stripped away, are you okay with who you are? Cause if that's like, you have to spend all day with yourself. Are you doing the things you mm-hmm. want to do? And I think last year gave us the opportunity to, um, take the time the extra time to sit down reflect am i doing the things i want to do am i spending the time with the people i want to and i think that's why i said that whole autopilot thing because man you can get lost in the rush of working a job especially downtown with all the distractions and all that and then all those things you said like when you were anxious you can push them aside it's very easy to push all that to the side when you're in a room every day all day and all you're left with is your thoughts and you're by yourself like if you don't make those changes which i wasn't for a while until i discovered james altucher comes crashing down hard man so i like like yourself i think this past year was terrible for the many obvious reasons but 
I think this reset was was very key and pivotal for you know the further development of myself moving forward and finding what I'm passionate about, living a happy and fulfilling life. Up next is story time, and we leave you all with some life lessons. I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, but we met each other through our very first role uh, coming out of university. You had been at this company for, I believe, three months by the time I joined. So you were, three, the, yeah, you were three there in May. Months, I joined yeah. in August of 2019. Uh, I had graduated in June, took some time in the summer to, to, to chill and see friends and then moved to Toronto at the beginning of August. Um, and ultimately, this company ended up going bankrupt. Um, I was, was I 23? You were 22. And I don't know if you remember, but the next day we chilled in my spot um, and we just talked for hours. We ordered KFC. Uh, we just talked for hours about, first of all, how we were like, yo, what are we supposed to do with our lives now? Like we, <laughs> it was me, you, our boy Harmeet. We had all moved to Toronto or Harmeet's from Toronto for this company. And for me, like I really resonate with the purpose of the company, helping Canadians achieve financial freedom. Um, and like you said before, I didn't really care about the paychecks because we were on you can think of the lowest of low ends of the pay scale. Like that's where that's where we were at. Um, and then this company fell apart. So thinking back to like how everything went down and we can, you know, we can tell some stories about around this, but like, <laughs> what was your mindset from the moment of like company goes under um, to like the next few weeks and months as we were trying to like get back on our feet? I think uh, like when it all happened, it's funny because like whenever you tell someone you're working for a startup, my parents said it, it's like, oh, that's risky. It could go under. But like, you not never a chance. It. This ain't going you under. Never, yeah. You never think it. And damn, that happened so quick. And um, it was just nuts. I'm, I, I'm glad it happened. I'm not glad that it went bankrupt, but I'm glad like if we went through that experience. That's a crazy thing to go through and there's tons to learn mm. from it. But my mindset after that is just... Um, I wasn't I wasn't too worried after that. I know uh, losing your job can be pretty detrimental, especially like if we talk about if you have a lot of expenses. That's that's scary. If I had a lot of expenses, I'd be pretty terrified. But I felt okay just because I'm someone who constantly is trying to go back to the three P's there, passion and purpose. I'm always trying to find that. And I have a good sense and I'm building a better sense of what I'm passionate about. So I always knew kind of a direction to head into. So because I spend so much time trying to be introspective and figure out what I like, I'm never too worried because I know where I need to head next. And that answer was just basically, you know, stay within the startup space and find a company that has like a, you know, a purpose that I can really resonate with, which, I mean, we know the story here, the, the next company we work for, I didn't really, I didn't really care about the purpose of the company. Do you remember do you remember the day where everything went down? Because um, I remember it. I, I had gone across the street. Our office is like right at Union Station. So I'd gone across the street. And obviously, it wasn't, it was a surprise. But, you know, we had clues and stuff that things weren't really going the way we planned. Uh, and I went across the street with with, uh, with Govan Harmeet uh, to, to Tim Hortons. And, like, I remember, I still remember my order, bro. I got a double toasted four cheese bagel with butter. Um, and we get, we get a ping like, Oh, like town hall meeting in like half an hour. And for me, yo, I was mad optimistic and thinking back to it, I was a little bit naive because 
when we got that alert, I was thinking, oh, they're about to tell us the good news. Like funding just hit, you know what I'm saying? Papers are signed, you know, rocket to the moon type of vibe. Um, so I remember coming back in and like town hall's getting ready and boss man is like, oh, I don't have good news. And for me, I was thinking like it was a, it was a prank. Like he was going to be like, I don't have good news. I have great news. Everyone going crazy. <laughs> Money drops. That he's just like, oh, yeah, like it's a wrap. Everything's done. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way this is happening to me. Like I've only been here. I think I just hit three months like that day or something. Um, and I was like, there is no way this is happening. Because like you said, when you tell people you work for a startup, they're like, oh, careful. And you're like, man, it's not going to happen to me. It's going to happen to this other dude, but it would never happen to the company I'm working for. Yeah, it's crazy. Because if you said that was like your three-month uh, period there, we didn't get paid for six weeks at that point. Half of your career at that company yeah. was not paid. That's <laughs> insane. Especially working on that salary, living in yeah. Toronto, six weeks of that gone. Dude, that's wild. Um, do I remember it? Yeah, I remember I had a, I actually had... Uh, a demo at like five and then they got the like emergency town hall at 4 30 i'm like oh it's done it's got to be done i remember you saying you thought you thought he was kidding when he said that it was all over but i don't know that felt weird man because that was that was the first company out of school the longest i've ever worked anywhere i like yeah. the uh, like purpose of the company i like the people i worked with and then uh, i don't know i think i was battling back tears i didn't think i cared that much but i apparently did and it was Mm. It was just nuts. Like, just like that, like 60 jobs wiped and everything we worked for just went down the drain. So it was, uh, it was a crazy experience, but like I said, I think it's, it's good to go through stuff like that and, uh, learn from it and reflect on, you know, how naive we were, man, dude, we were mad naive back there. Like we didn't know anything about life or what was going on and it, it hit quick. Facts, bro. Yeah. Life, life is the ultimate, the ultimate teacher. Um, and, and like, I think one of the, my biggest takeaways was, you know, tying this back to the three P's and talking about paychecks a little bit, although I don't think it's ever going to be the most important thing for me when we were looking for that, that next position, I, you know, we went to the same startup after it was one of the questions I asked was just like, okay, what does runway look like? What's the safety of this company? Because I love the startup atmosphere of being able to grow and learn very quickly but also just from the previous experience at that point, you learn like, okay, this is also something I should think about is like, how realistic is it to join a company? What are the chances that this company might fail or succeed? Um, so that was like, even just taking away one learning point from, you know, the previous role was thinking about those things a little bit more. And like you said, I think we're in a state of life where if things do, you know, go poorly, we can bounce back because we're still young and we don't have that many liabilities or debts. But um, it's also not the best feeling in the world where, you know, <laughs> the whole company's like, all right, everything's shut down and you don't have a job, you know? Yeah. Wild. Wild. Yeah. That's all we can say is wild. Uh, so coming to kind of the farewell of the conversation, Blue, is there a life lesson or a key takeaway? Let's, let's just think about, you know, from the end of university to the point you're at right now, something that you've learned that you think will be valuable for other people to hear. Um, <clears throat> I mean, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm constantly looking for on the Dales, but, uh, the one thing I thought was nuts coming out of university is, you know, your whole life is so structured up until that point. For me, it was, 
it was basketball in schools. Play basketball because I love it, and it can help me get into school. School gets you, you get good grades, you get a good job. And then once you finish school, you know, you have that job and you kind of live out your life. What I realized is that, like, once that structured approach is done after university, that funnel opens up completely. And you actually, for the most part, most people don't actually know what the hell they want to do with the rest of their life, even though you've been through all that schooling. So um, anything I've learned from that, I don't know if I've learned a lot. I don't know how to put it succinctly here, but I think I tried breaking down what I think life can be about in the most simplest way. And I think it comes down to love and knowledge. Love can be friendships, your parents, your family, your relationships, and spending as much time with the people you care about and people you're trying to do good things with. So that comes the love part. Second is knowledge. It's just, there's so much out there to experience in the world in terms of um, just like everything. You can learn so much about many different fields. You can travel and you gain all this experience. So I think combine your life with as much love and knowledge and experience as possible. Spend as much time with the people you care about, your family, your friends, and also spend as much time about the stuff you're passionate about. If you're passionate about running, go run as much as you can to see how you can get involved in that world. And I find that when you kind of emerge yourself with those two things, you're going to live a very fulfilling life because gaining new knowledge only gives you more perspective to learn even more stuff. And just like, we're only on this earth once, maybe, I don't know, we could be reincarnated, we could live longer, but like, you just want to fill it with as much passion as possible. And I'm always constantly chasing that, trying new things and trying to fill my life up with as much as that as I can. And I think if you read Richard Branson's book, like that guy's made 300 companies and it's just, it's pure passion. And he's like, I've never worked. I'm having fun. And that's what I want to replicate in my life is I'm constantly having fun and chasing the dreams and goals I have. So take care of the four bodies, take care of the people you love and just live life as much as you can. There it is, man. That's a word. The four bodies, love and knowledge. Blue, thank you for coming through. I really enjoy the conversations that we have. Good to see that you're doing well. The bun is, you know, the bun is healthy and thriving. Um, and I can't wait till we can hoop again, man. We were giving dudes problems on the court in Toronto. We were, we were giving dudes yeah. issues. I, yeah, I know. That's the one thing that sucks. I haven't played ball in a minute, but I did pick up golf. And golf is... That's a good segue after basketball, man. It's so much fun. I'm going this Sunday. Golf season was only shut down for three months. Um, but before before I sign off here, I'd actually like to hear um, your big lesson, your big takeaway from the year because, yeah, I, I know you got a lot of knowledge over there and with you speaking to all these people, you're gaining even more. So would love to hear kind of your big takeaway from this past year or, or lesson. Yeah, man, I think I think it's something that you touched on is when everything's stripped away and it's almost poetic in the sense of that was something that came through this virus where everyone's like, okay, stay at home. And, you know, whether you did that with friends or family or roommates, um, at the core of it, isolation is like you and yourself. So I think my biggest learning was like when everything's stripped away, when I don't have uh, my commute to focus on, when I don't have, you know, social interactions on the weekends or, weeknights to think about who am I and am I okay with with how I see that person um so I think that's been my biggest takeaway is just focusing on me putting things into practice to, to help me get better every day I always you know I had to ask the question back because uh of my podcasting um yeah background so I, I like to flip the script once in a while yeah bro I appreciate that um 
overall, man, I, I think this conversation has been really dope. I, I think we had we started with that question, but we talked about so many different things that are really important. Um, and like you said, really transparent and really raw. And I've always found personally, and those make for the best conversations um, and the best opportunities for other people to learn and, you know, grab their own takeaways from it. Yeah, no, for sure. I appreciate you having me on the pod and I, I appreciate you doing this because I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I always listen to older voices, people with more experience, but I think it's good to see what people our age are thinking about and how, how they dealt with this past year. And that once again, it's just another platform for people to see that we're all going through the same thing uh, at different points of our life. So appreciate this Life IQ podcast. I hope uh, I hope people's IQ increased after this conversation <laughs> and that they're able to take away a little something from it. Oh, bro, definitely. IQ going up after talking to, to Mike Blue. This guy's a... This guy's a legend. Check out the New Wave podcast if you haven't already. Um, check out James Altucher. Uh, and check out the next episode of the Life IQ podcast. Thanks, Blue. Thanks, David.